How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. I've got a powerful episode for you today, and it's with one of my favorite beings in this universe. He's a former NFL football player turned spiritual explorer and yogi. And we talked about so much on this podcast that I think everybody should be able to relate to. Um, we talked about the difference between people living conscious and unconscious lives, how even the way we breathe impacts, you know, our body's response to things, you know, through parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. We talked about spirituality and, you know, God and its removal from society. And we talked about the universe and how it really relates to so many things. This episode is one of my favorites, and uh, I think it's going to be one of your favorites too. Give it up for my friend, Eben Britton. But before we enjoy the episode, a quick shout out from our sponsor, Action Specialty Coffee and Natural Supplements. Look, guys, if you're a fan of, well, if you're a fan of good coffee, um, look no further. And if you're also looking for a place to grab some natural supplements, uh, things like turmeric and CBD, uh, MCTs, or even a soon to be released mushroom blend coffee for all kinds of great mushroom benefits, immunity, and endurance, just overall general health and well-being, then you need to go to drinkaction.com. It's action with a K. If you use code word curious, you will save 15% off of your order. And if you sign up for a subscription, you'll never have to worry about going to the website to you know make sure you have your coffee in the morning and your supplements, but it'll be delivered to your doorstep on a rotation, whether you want it every 15 days, every 30 days, and you'll also get 20% off drinkaction.com, use code word curious, and enjoy this episode. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Fantastic. It's great to see you. It's great to see you as well. You know, I was just thinking it's been almost like seven or eight months since we had our last conversation. I cannot believe it's been that long. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, it feels like yesterday and it also feels like another lifetime ago. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, when was the last, when did we do our last one? Was that like May or like June? June? Yeah. June? June. Yeah. Cool, dude. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm really, uh, I love what you're doing. And I think you're kicking ass. And I'm, I'm, st I'm always happy to come on. I appreciate it. And I've been following along your journey as well. Listening to the ebb and flow more and more. I just listened to uh, a big portion of your episode you just did with your brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really hit me. So. Cool, man. I'm glad. Yeah. So I just saw you, uh, you got back from Montana. That was yep. looked like a very interesting trip. I had no idea that you were like as outdoorsy as you are. No offense. I mean, you're, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, it's, I thought, you know, you grew up in the city, you know, I, you fucking picked that shotgun up and we're shooting like a pro. I know, dude, it was pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah, it's really, it was interesting because I went with, my my dude Alon. Alon was actually one of the 
co-creators of hot Docs, and he was the director and the editor of it before it all fell apart and now it is whatever it is um but and we're doing this whole we're doing a whole podcast really a media production company now and um we went on this trip and he had no idea about that side of me either and even it was interesting doing it because I was reminded of this whole other side of myself that I even forget about sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love nature. I love being outdoors. Obviously, uh, that's, uh, that's been a big part of my healing process and life after football. And, you know, I always feel so rejuvenated going back to nature, but, you know, I mean, I started shooting shotguns when I was probably 12 years old and um, I would compete in these sporting clays uh, tournaments. And I think I was like 13 or something. I was a junior state champion of California doing that. And um, I've gone a couple times since coming back to California. Um, but that was honestly in the video I said in the moment I said I hadn't shot in about a year, but it was probably more like I haven't shot in like three years. And uh, I just picked that thing up and just started having a ball. I was totally loose. You know, I mean, it's like riding a bike, man. Yeah. But you know, hey, dude, I mean, it goes with everything. It's part of this whole thing, isn't it? Um, like, you know, yeah, I'm a yogi and I'm fucking a meditator and I'm super Zen, but that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still a savage, you know? Well, that's why I relate to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think deep down inside of us, we're all both, mm -hmm. you know, we're, because we're everything, you know what I mean? And it's just a matter totally. of what's what's influenced us along our way and our journey that maybe pushes us more into one of those than the other, but it, underneath it all, I think it's probably why going back into nature and even people who've never spent time in nature, when they go out into nature, they, they get energized, they get yeah. connected. And yeah. it's because of from my opinion, it's the deep roots of our ancestors. And that's how we've evolved that you totally. can't get you can't get away from that in just a couple of hundred or thousand years i mean it's it's stupid to think that it's silly right absolutely man absolutely i i couldn't agree more and it's so multi-dimensional because you even our connection with nature and and we have this weird thing are we we're already rolling in the pod right yeah yeah okay cool um i see you got the recording going so that's good um you know, we have this weird thing and Alan Watts is one of my big, you know, my big spiritual teachers who I listen to pretty frequently. And, you know, one of his main things that he's always coming back to is how humans, man, we're trying to extricate ourselves from nature. Uh, meanwhile, totally neglecting the fact, the scientific universal reality that we are nature and that's been my whole thing with technology it's like yeah it's a great tool but at the end of the day 
we are nature and we need nature. We need to be in nature and within it. And, you know, like you said, this is so genetic. This is encoded in our DNA to be out in nature, out in some form of natural environment, whether that's the beach and the ocean or the mountains or the desert or wherever it is. And even beyond that, if you're someone who doesn't believe in that, there's a whole scientific thing that happens too, grounding the the relationship or the um, synergistic experience of what happens when your skin comes into contact with sunlight, the exposure to terpenes and these natural essences, you know, I mean, coming from cannabis, that's how I learned about terpenes. Yeah. And then you start to figure out, oh, fuck, the reason you feel so meditative and serene and at peace when you're in a forest is because those trees are just dumping pinene on you. And pinene is one of the terpenes you find in cannabis, of course, that makes you feel super relaxed, super at peace. Um, so there's a whole, there's actual scientific data. The Japanese have done tons of studies on this. Um, there's a great podcast I listen to a lot, Mysterious Universe. Do you know these guys? I don't. They're two of yeah, there are two Australian dudes, and every episode is one of the guys has listened to a has just read a book, and they've done they've literally been doing it for like twenty seasons. I mean, it's kind of mind blowing. It's like who even knew podcasts were going back that far? I think Joe Rogan even was like his first podcast was maybe like two thousand nine. Yeah, um, and these guys literally do at least a season a year and the seasons are they do they put out one episode a week for the general public anyway they do everything from aliens to interdimensional beings to nutrition science and one of their episodes was on all of these really fascinating japanese studies that were done on the experience of people going into nature and what that did physiologically to your whole system de-stressing you like anti-aging effects like all kinds of shit goes on when you go out into nature and of course here in america we'd much rather you know let the cdc and dr fauci tell us what science is could you imagine if those were the stories that were abundant on our news if you turned on CNN or you turned on ABC News at five o'clock, it was five or six stories about things like that. As opposed, I mean, as opposed to just like dumping shit on people constantly, nonstop. If we, I mean, it, what doesn't it make sense though? I mean, ultimately, for the greater Ooh. good of everybody, that we would want to promote things like that to make people reflect and really think, and then want to actually go and do those things to make themselves better. Absolutely, man. So when it's not that, it really just makes you wonder, like, what's the purpose of it? Because it just doesn't serve their purpose to have people, you know, saying, hey, fuck it, man, let's go, let's go to the beach today. Let's go out into the woods today and just take a hike, you know? Yeah, let's be get tuning ourselves in. healthy. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's all comes down to money. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
And to me, it doesn't, you know, it helps them much. It, it serves their purposes to have people in a state of fear. Because when you're in fear, you need all of these things. You know, you need these institutions to tell you what to do next. I had an insanely awesome conversation with this guy, Joe DiStefano. You know, Coach Joe? Yeah. He's a, he's a kettlebell wizard. He's a breathwork master. I mean, this guy's awesome. I highly recommend following him on Instagram. And we talked about nasal breathing. You know, and I'm a big, I'm a big breathwork guy. I love breathwork. But nasal breathing is so vitally important, especially in this day and age. When you become, most of us become a mouth breather. And, and it's almost not to any fault of our own. And how he broke down nasal breathing equates to an activated parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. Also, that's when your prefrontal cortex is functioning optimally is when you're in the parasympathetic nervous state and your, your, your nervous system functions in two states, parasympathetic and sympathetic. The sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight. That's you're in your reptilian brain. You're very much, you're functioning from the emotional mechanisms. You're, you're scanning, you're trying not to die. Just reacting. Yeah. And so when you're constantly mouth breathing and you, you almost naturally, inherently, you become a mouth breather after experiencing any sort of trauma, emotional, physical, and we all have experienced some degree of trauma in our life, which has sent us into this low hum fight or flight state. Most of most people, most most Americans are walking out of their house every day and they've got a very low hum fight or flight going on, which means they're not they're not using their executive functioning. They're really caught in their reptilian brain and their more primal brain. So it's more difficult to think for yourself. It's more difficult to engage your you know, prime decision-making faculties, your executive functioning, et cetera. So nasal breathing in itself is so key right now. And because that just gets us out of that fight or flight state that we're all in all the time, like coming out of football, I've been in a, you know, I'm, and I'm still like, my whole life is kind of about redirecting my nervous system everything I do meditation breath work exercise how I eat how I you know make sure I prioritize sleep etc it's all about shifting my nervous system back into this parasympathetic state now we need we need our fight or flight you know we need that to survive it's really important if you go out into the world you see the mountain lion cross the path or you step out into the street and a fucking car is coming, being able to snap into that sympathetic state and get that burst of adrenaline to save your life, to get out of danger, super important, right? But it's not serving us to be walking around in this low level fight or flight at all times. It's just not, it's killing us. It's literally is, killing us. Is there, I would imagine there's hormones and all kinds of other things that are being affected 
when your body's in those states. Absolutely, man. Your sex hormones are all fucked up. You know, you it makes it really difficult. Like when you get into fight or flight, it restricts blood flow. It shuts off your sex organs. It gets you out of the prefrontal cortex. Like I said, there's a whole cascade of hormonal responses happening mm -hmm. that are literally, it's suppressing your immune system because when you're in it, think about it thousand years ago, however long ago, we're living in tribal communities and you go out into the world and you got to be sharp as a tack, ready for whatever it is, the tiger in the bush, you know, whatever, you know, you have to be ready to kill something, kill or be killed. I mean, that's kind of, we're animals at the end of the day. So everything else has to be shut off for you to have that type of focus and clarity of survival, pure survival mechanism. So that's absolutely, you know, which makes it even more important. The other thing about nasal breathing, which he said, which was, I thought was so fascinating, which a lot of people may or may not already know. When you breathe in and out through your nose and why it's you know, an another good reason during the time of COVID and, and everything that's happening, breathing in and out through your nose, there's literally this labyrinth in your nasal cavity, where the air has to go travel through all of these, this whole maze of, of circuitry, and there's all these little hairs. And the whole time you're nasal breathing, those hairs are collecting all the bacteria and all the shit that you, it doesn't want to go into your body. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you're absorbing more oxygen. You're getting more of the nutrients that you need into your bloodstream. And then anything that gets collected, you end up swallowing it. So it goes into your stomach to be broken down and destroyed by your digestive system, by your stomach acid. And you don't get the thing that was in the air that you breathed in through your nose. Not only that, nasal breathing activates your nitric oxide production. And nitric oxide is super important for blood flow, your immune system, your brain function. It's a, it's a vital molecule for literally every organ in your body. And we only activate that when we do nasal breathing. I don't know how we got on that. <laughs> I think it was. No, it's so nature. good though. It's yeah. So, it's so good. It's, you know, and then I think about as you're sitting there and it's, I guess it's probably been better recently, but people driving in cars, right? It's like you get, you get on the highway and you're driving to the office. You're instantly in that mode. You're instantly on edge. You're, yeah. you're at a seven right out of the gate. Totally. And, you know, and then you're going to a job with people who you can't stand to spend the majority of your life with to then go home and start, start it all over again. I mean, I don't know how people aren't like how they've survived and how we've gotten, I mean, it's a miracle. I think it's, it's the miracle of, of what a human is. Right. And absolutely dude. I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I'm always, I, I'm always brought to that place of being in awe of the, resiliency and durability of the human animal you know like we're built to last and we're just here 
fucking doing all kinds of shit unknowingly many times sometimes knowingly to try to just destroy ourselves the flip side of that though justin i mean we're in a complete mental and spiritual crisis right now mm-hmm. humanity i mean you know uh, that's why like the universe is bringing all of this shit to the forefront you know that's why cannabis emerged the way it did that's why psychedelics are starting to emerge the way they are there's an intelligence the unseen intelligence of this whole thing that moves everything us included is going you guys are in a fuck you guys we need help like the system needs to be stabilized because everything that we've been doing it ain't working it's not working you know do you think we come to a realization of that as a whole because i there's days where i feel very optimistic and then there's other days where i couldn't be more like i i'm so glad i've got my little chunk of land here in pennsylvania man because fuck if i know (laughs) ever going to be normal again dude i mean i i feel that totally resonates with me i have definitely i have those days where i feel really optimistic where i'm looking around and i'm going yeah i think we're gonna be okay like people are really people are tuning in people are you know waking up i kind of hate to use that term now but Mm -hmm. that's sort of the only way to say it really i I don't know that's kind of the only metaphor to give to it um because a lot of people are living life asleep you know and it's just And what does that mean? That means you're just unconscious. You have unconscious relationships. Your whole life is an unconscious relationship with the external world, how you eat, how you carry yourself, how you sleep, what you're doing for your job and how you're going about your life. It's you're going about it unconsciously. In other words, you're going about it as you might as well be asleep. And slowly but surely, you know, we all I mean, I'm I'm still like, I've woken up to certain aspects of things, but I'm waking up to more and more things all the time. Yeah, it's you an know? evolving process. And absolutely, and that's sort of the unfolding of the human experience. Um, the beauty is we sort of, we have access to all of it already. It's in us. You know, you hear of these, you hear, there's all, all the time, I mean, the spiritual gurus talk about it you know, spontaneous enlightenment and just like coming fully into yourself and all in one moment. It's a process that takes a long time. And it depends kind of where you're at. In the the grand scheme of it all, if that makes sense. Um, But you know, I think dude, I think talking about this with uh, Joe yesterday as well, there's this incredible book, maybe you've read it by Dr. David Hawkins called power versus force. I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. I mean, this book, I read this probably after our last podcast, and it literally saved, maybe saved my life. I mean, because I was really, throughout COVID, man, I've been brought to the depths of my darkness. It's been like an eight month, or however fucking long this thing has been. It's been that long of an ayahuasca trip, you know, and it's like, 
I've been shown my deepest, darkest shit. I've been shown sort of the seeds of my functioning mechanism, my deep, 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 deep repulsion of authority, my deep-seated need to save everyone in the world. Um, you know, and with that in the state and the environment of the world, that's come with a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, you know, and my, my deepest, darkest self is born out of the intersection of anger and fear in me. And that's when I snap into my ancient warrior self where I'm ready to fucking pick up the battle ax and the sword and just go into go to war. And that's just not who I, that, like I realized really quickly getting into a handful of like social media debates because there's no debates happening in social media, you know, unfortunately. It could be a great platform for that. And especially now, because, you know, if you don't have the perspective of the, the big tech oligarchs, then you might as well go fuck yourself. Um, but, you know, I would come out of these, like, I was trying to have these arguments or these debates with people on social media. And I'd come out just totally wrecked. And I'd be like, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. If I have to do this every day, I'm fucked. Like I, I'm, I might not make it. So I read this book, Power Verse Force. And this guy, David Hawkins, he's profound. He's a profound spiritual leader. I mean, he's done so much incredible work with mapping out the levels of consciousness and taking these kinesiological tests um, and applied them to spiritual concepts psychological concepts and basically what he says in there and the, the idea of power versus force anytime something is a move let's call it a movement anytime a movement is created out of force meaning there's an attempt to force people into a certain way of being or force people into a specific ideology. The mere fact that it's being created to change to make a change in other in in people that's outside of their organic inherent understanding of life and things, it inherently creates a resistance to it. And anything that's coming out of force, which is not based in truth. So let's say, and I don't know what your audience is like, but <laughs> because I, I've used this word and I've gotten like the super, the super uh, deep intellectuals tell me that there's no such thing, but I use the word gravity. And I get it. They go, Ed, there's no such thing as gravity. It's all magnetism, bro. And I'm like, all right, I vibe with that. But just take gravity as a concept. Gravity is a power. Everything functions within gravity. As it, just as a concept, you know, there's no, 
and it's just it's eternal it's infinite it it is the thing that kind of holds everything together i've never floated off the fucking earth man All exactly been here something exactly call it gravity call it magnetism whatever you want to call it there's a there's a there's a power that all of this all of us functions within and that will never there's no it's 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 an eternal power it's a sustained energy but a force something that's created call it let's call it the holocaust or nazi germany the nazi movement that was a force it was putting people into a thing literally putting people into gas chambers putting jews into gas chambers and creating this thing and saying this is the way it's the world is going to be created and what did it do they inherently created a massive resistance against that because it goes against all laws of nature truth love compassion love and compassion are really powers in the in their own right as well so what's happening here there's a lot of force being created a lot of force in all different directions you know whatever you want to call it there's there's fucking philosophical force being you know created there's uh, you know you know what it is and, and and it's not sustainable it's just inherently not sustainable because and you can already see it the resistance that's been created through all of these things whether it's our government whether it's big pharma whether it's big tech whether whoever it is they have created literal movements that are inherently creating resistance to them and anything that creates a resistance is a totally unsustainable source of energy and it'll fizzle out you know i don't know what that looks like maybe that just looks like more and more people guys like you and me continuing to talk i mean dude i i'm sort of mind blown i'm really stoked up right now because i was just going through some messages and i've just started a patreon account and so these people who are reaching out to me who are saying just like you know i really want to do good i really want to do good in this world i feel like i have a lot of work to do i felt like that since i was a little kid and like every time i get on a podcast there's a little voice in my in my head that's like eb you better be special this time dude you better be special you better be smart you better say the thing that's going to change the world and the beauty of that is, you know, in my spiritual practice, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm letting all of that go and just being here present with whatever it is that I've got to offer in this moment. You know, and that's the dance I'm always doing. And these people are sending me messages saying, Ev, you, what you said yeah, that, you know, in your last podcast changed my life. Ev, what you said in this thing, it totally changed how I think about the world. And I'm like, fuck, man. I just have to keep putting it out there and just being myself. And that's it. Like, that's all there is. You know, it's I like, get, I get more messages on my account about the episode I did with you, which is why I was so like, I want to get you back on because I mean, just regardless if anybody hears it, I get benefits. So, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm selfish in that. Like I dude connecting with you and vibing, you're talking yeah. about things that I feel like is such a reflection of the way I feel about things. So that's beneficial, but 
people vibe with it and it's the honesty you know you're just yeah. very real that's it let that's me it. give was... me one second i've got a buzzer that keeps going off here for a second i, was, I don't know if you oh, can hear it. i, feel I like... can't hear it but go for it dude you hear... oh there it is <laughs> It's the razor or something. <laughs> no, my, you know what it is? So it's the dryer. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, what is that noise? And it, it usually it goes off at the end of it, but no. <laughs> of course, dude. <laughs> right at the, right at the best part. No, but so it's funny you say all this because I, when I feel that way, I've, I've, there's been moments where I've felt very insignificant and yeah. Like, is, is, is it worth, like, am I able to affect change? Am I able to do anything? Am I, am I selfish for wanting to try to do that? You know, is it, right. is it kind of egotistical of me to even think that my opinion matters enough to, to be out there that much, or should I just, you know, kind of do my thing and affect who I do in my path. But, you know, then I have those moments where I feel empowered and I feel, the value. And then it's those, those special notes. Somebody will reach out and say something like, Hey dude, really appreciated you sharing that. I didn't realize other people thought the same thing and giving someone a, an opportunity to feel like they've connected. That's, yeah. that's the beauty of all of this, you know? And I don't know. It's totally man. It's beautiful in a lot of ways. It is dude. It's fucking beautiful. I mean, You know, it's the Bhagavad Gita. Are you familiar? I am. You know, it's Arjuna on the battlefield. Putting his sword down going, I can't do this. I don't want to fight this fight, man. Like, these are my cousins over here across the battle lines. Like, I, there's going to be so much death and bloodshed. Like, I can't, I, I'm done with the suffering. And then his fucking... His fucking chariot uh, driver emerges as Krishna, the Hindu god of all gods. And he's like, no, bro, you got to pick up the sword. You know, this is your, this is your dharma. This is what the fuck we're doing here, you know? And that's like what all of this is about, you know? This isn't about me being looked at as some fucking smart guy or the wise one or the zen master ebb or whatever it is all i'm ever doing is literally sharing with you what the universe tells me to you know because beyond that like i don't have any ideas anytime i try to do my thing it shit gets fucking weird and fucked up and yeah goes sideways and comes off inauthentic you know, like what you said, the honesty is what, and I did this podcast earlier with this woman, Dana Levinson, who has a great podcast called On the DL. And she was like in tears talking about what one of my podcasts did for her. And I was like in tears because I don't even, you know, I have that all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> who cares? You know, who gives a shit? I'm, I'm an ex-football player. Like, you know, just, just fucking stay at home, be a dad, you know, do the dishes, take the dog for a walk. Why are you, why are we doing this? And then Deep all in of a sudden, though. it's just like the universe keeps, yeah, 
the universe just keeps like bringing it in. It's like, yeah, no, here, got to do this. Go sit down here. Go do this thing. Go over here. Write this book, you know, and it's what we're doing here, man. It's our dharma. There's karma and there's dharma. Our dharma is our life purpose. It's our life work. You know, like we all have it. Like you, dude. I mean, your platform is so fucking important right now. Like your your interview with Tim Kennedy fucking blew my mind. And really opened me up to you know, it's like this little it's such a it's such a slow integration process. But the the only thing that matters is that we're all here standing in our fucking truth. And right now, who whatever you want to call it, whoever is behind it, and I think a lot of it, I, I had this thought the other day because my brother and I just did a deep dive. We're, this is going to be kind of a, a, a recurring thing with, I had this idea of like, Ev, there's like, there's this thing of cultural lunacy and pseudo intellectualism that's going really too far. And it just, it needs to be addressed in some way. And, um, you know, and my brother and I had this talk and throughout the, the podcast, I'm like, do I really want to go here? You know, do I want to do this? But whatever you think, but you know, it brought me back to this Bhagavad Gita. This is my dharma. The universe is calling me into this role to speak my truth on this thing that I feel compelled about. And hey, trust me, man, I've gone so far the other way. I'm constantly checking myself, constantly going, Eb, are we sure? Are we sure about this? Because there's a lot of people who are on this side who believe in this thing as strongly as you feel about this thing. Are we sure? And then I go back and I check and I go, yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Um, and there's a thing happening right now. I don't know what it is. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Jesus, forgive them for they know not what they do. Going back to everyone being unconscious. Maybe it's all happening unconsciously. And that's an issue. Because we are no longer in a state where we can speak from an unconscious point of view. We can't, we can't afford it. We can't afford it anymore. We've got too much access. Technology has taken us so fast. We're evolving so quickly. Our consciousness is evolving so quickly. We can't afford unconscious information anymore. Boom. And it's like, you know, so, there's a real thing happening, man. Ideologies are being put forth. Philosophies about human nature, people are really divided. People have really strong ideas that are maybe not grounded in a conscious state. They're coming from something else, you know? And if, and I think about it, and a lot of the topics we discuss are like, one thing that really triggered this was I saw this story, and this goes back all the way to 2016, but it's sort of like the ripples of it have come out this far is, is um, <laughs> there's all of these fucking academic papers coming out about how breastfeeding leads to gender inequality. 
And it just sent me into this. I was like, I don't even know where to begin with this, but it's just kind of a microcosm of the bigger issue, which is why are we planting these seeds in people? There's so much important shit for us to be working through so much pain and trauma to be rectified and suffering to be ameliorated. Why are we stoking this fight? Like, why are we creating another thing to divide people on? Mm -hmm. And so that's why, and like going back to my previous point, seeing your interview with Tim Kennedy and my integration process of standing firmer in my truth, like even from our last interview, dude, like now I've kind of gone, I'm like, here I am. It's just time to fucking rock and roll, dude. You know, there's no more. Cause for a while I was like, Ev, I don't think we can put this, this podcast out. It's too, it's too controversial. It's too heavy. It's too this or that. Did any of that tie back to hot boxing? I mean, do you feel like that having that off of your back gives you the freedom to be more who you really are? That's interesting. I mean, I never consciously thought of, I always felt safe to be myself with hot boxing, but the whole journey through hot boxing, um, leaving there, moving into this new space of really solidifying who I am and what the fuck I'm doing here. The trip to Montana, even that trip to Montana was really like, Eb, this is what you're doing now. You know, this is who you are. This is what it's all about. And it was like shooting the shotguns. Like even that, like it seems kind of insignificant and like just kind of a cool photo op in a way. But it was really important for me completing the circle of myself, of who I am and what I'm doing here, you know, and, and standing like rooted in my truth. You know, because it's easy to... It's like I talked about in that podcast uh, with my brother, where I'm talking about the death, the tragic death of my beloved French bulldog, Sonny. It's really easy to be spiritual when shit's going good, man. It's really easy. You know, you can talk about, you know, God and the way the universe moves and all that shit. But when shit really goes down, and you're struck with tragedy and adversity and all of that, you really find out what the fuck is going on. What is life really about? It's funny you, you say know? that. I, my wife and I just went through some shit and um, really tough time for a few weeks. And, you know, we had kind of gotten away from the spirituality as a family that we, uh, you know, practice. And She's like, I really want to kind of get back to that place again. But I could tell that she felt a lot of guilt. And we talked about the guilt that she felt, mm. you know, like, hey, I, when things are good, I kind of fall away from it. almost kind of the opposite. Right, right. Felt guilty that in the time of, you know, where she needed, she needed that security and that additional support that reaching out and, you know, whether it be God or whatever it is that you, you know, reach yeah. out towards yeah that she felt guilty that it was like okay now i'm calling when i need help and i kind of spun it to her like well isn't that the most honest time though like when you really feel like you need something that that's where you turn 
to me, that's, that's something to be proud of. Not, you know, maybe, yeah, you can try to change and adjust and we can try to be better in times when we, when times are better. But I mean, to me, it says a lot that when shit gets tough, that you, that's when you go to where, you know, that you actually can get what you need. Definitely, man. I would definitely say that is, that is the flip side of that, that relationship. Um, you know, the other thing I'll say about that, and I, I, I use these terms, these metaphors sort of interchangeably, God, the universe, higher power, the higher intelligence, whatever it is, that, however you want to identify it. I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I am not one to advocate for any specific religion or whatever. I'm not really, that's not my experience. I just have a deep relationship with God, my God, higher power, the universe. Um, and my brother said this really beautiful thing because, you know, Sonny's death really kind of brought out all of this. Like he was such a powerful little dude. And, uh, you know, the lessons kind of keep coming. But my brother said this really amazing thing. He's like, I detest the idea of God as the buffet line. And it's like, I'll take this, but not that. You know, it's all God, all of this shit, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all fucking God. It's all the universe. It's all this, this one thing that we're all a part of. And once you surrender to that, life becomes a whole lot more enjoyable, you know, because I can go, you know what? Wow, I'm so grateful for my time with Sonny. I'm so great. I feel so blessed that I had those two years with him and I've learned so much from him. And I've learned even more now through his death and the experience of that. And I know that his essence, his spirit is so powerful. Like he's on to the next thing. He's probably fucking just been born as a fucking eagle somewhere, you know, or, or you know, the next fucking world leader even. I don't know. I mean, I had this friend who's a deep, he's kind of a family friend who's also like a pretty well highly regarded uh, meditation teacher. And he was like, you know, maybe Sonny was, this was his last incarnation as a dog and he was ready to move on to the next thing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me, you know, because he was just such the embodiment. He was a sunbeam, you know, we called him Sonny, S-U-N-N-Y, because he was just sunlight embodied, you know, and um, yeah, man, you know, it's it's a big time. And, and this sticking on this God train, it seems like the thing that we're talking about, this cultural sort of manipulation, if you will, this, this conversation I had yesterday with Joe, he brought up this other book written by David Hawkins, where he talks about this whole thing and this infiltration in the American public school system in the 90s of this idea of moral relativism, which is basically an attack. It's basically war on God. It's war on spirituality. And it's to deconstruct 
for lack of a better term, the principles that we all really inherently live by of the Ten Commandments. And and I don't I don't prescribe to Christianity. I don't really, you know, and so using that term, I know that's supercharged, and some people will go, well, fuck that, you know, what why is that a big whatever? But inherently, like we all live by this sort this code of conduct, which you could boil it down to the Ten Commandments, you know, treat others as as you wish to be treated. Don't steal from other people. Um, you know, and we all kind of have that. Yeah. We all really have that built in. I mean, through through conditioning, through our circumstances, through the environment we're brought into this world in. You know, we break those codes all the time. And that's part of our learning process. But this was a really interesting idea, I thought, you know, because I was like, there is this, there's an ineffable truth to the human experience that is being subjugated in a way by the culture. And it's, it's strange and it's, it's subtle and it's very much, you know, you might not even notice. Well, it's really scary. If you're not now. paying attention. It's yeah. Really, you know, with how people cancel people now, I mean, right. it's, 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 it's scary to think that it could be even weaponized further. Cause I think you're right. It is subtle. It's been very subtle. And my mom and dad have been preaching this for years to, uh, you know what I mean? Like mm. when I remember when the whole like conversation of taking God out of school started, you know, it was like when I, I was, probably like fifth or sixth grade, you know, the pledge of allegiance, like all, all these things, mm. one nation under God. Right. Mm. Interesting, dude. How old are you? Uh, 34. Yeah. So we're, I mean, I'm 33. I'll be 34 in October. Mm. Yeah. So I, I totally remember that too. I totally remember that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I grew up very religious, very, very Roman Catholic, small town, very Italian little town. And it was, you know, the the Catholic guilt. I grew up with all of that. <laughs> you know, by the time I got old enough to have an opinion, I started to formulate my own and I, I rebelled against that so hard. And then, you know, I've come full circle and really, I wouldn't say have the same beliefs that I did before, but I, I certainly, I, I'm... I know and have seen too many things to think that this is just not, it's just random. I, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. it's all too amazing. I watched this video. I, I shared in my Instagram the other day and it was, it started with earth and it mm. showed all the planets in our solar system. And it just kind of like jumped from one to the next and then it gets to the sun and then it like extrapolates out mm. into the Milky way. And then it just keeps going and going. Yeah. I mean, it kept me from sleeping a couple of nights because I just sat there and like <laughs> yeah. thought and thought and it was just like mind blown. I kept watching this little clip over and over and just thinking like, how is this even possible? And that's all that we as humans and our minds can even comprehend. Yeah. That, that's a microcosm of what's out there. And yeah. so to me, that's not possible just by nothing. Even if you think that, you know, the big bang happened, something created that first ignition yep. to happen yep. and, and that thing is special it deserves attention 
so interesting you say that, dude. I was writing, I, I journal every morning. I do my, I wake up, I let my dogs out. I go and do my stretching and my breath work routine. I come inside, I hit my meditation, I make coffee, I go and journal. And uh, I was journaling about that exact thing. And it was, and I've been sort of, <laughs> as my meditation practice has grown, as my mind has expanded, my getting deeper into my truth, like we talked about, I have these moments of being totally in awe of this human experience, like sitting here in this body, looking out these eyes, this whole thing is happening, you know, in this mind body vehicle is like, isn't it amazing? You don't, you move your body and you don't think about it. There's no thoughts about moving your body. It's just like one thing that you're moving through throughout your life. And I was thinking about that, man, the infinite expanse of space and there's no ball, there's no borders, there's no walls, there's no fucking anything. It just keeps going and going and going and going. And there's what what is this? I mean, this this probably it's it's almost beyond comprehension. But it's been, I know it's been boiled down to this idea that there are as many galaxies in the universe, the multiverse, whatever you want to call it, as there are grains of sand on a beach. You know, there's billions and billions, like it's infathomable mm -hmm. how vast this thing is. I'll, I'll send you a DM of this video, dude. It, it like- I think I've seen it. I think I watched so it with Mike one day. Crazy, dude. I, it, yeah. I just was yeah. like, Mike, I've shown a couple people. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you know, Mike would just put on YouTube videos and one day I was sitting with him and he put this video on and it was that exact thing. It just kept going out and out and out and out and out. And it went so far, like it gets so massive, you can't comprehend the vastness of it. Well, I hit pause on it because when you watch it in full speed, it's mind blowing. But if you pause it towards the end, there's a, there's a portion where it's like it shows extrapolating out all the way to the milky way and then it shows like all the milky way all the different galaxies yeah. that are there and then those yeah. are inside of some something else and then right. it extrapolates and so i like hit pause and i'm like i don't think that i've even comprehended what happened right there like the exponential growth of like how big one galaxy is and then all of a sudden there's billions of them that are all inside of something which there are billions of those then how many galaxies are there? How many Earths are there? How many right. Justins are there? Like, that's a trip. That's <laughs> a trip, dude. It's mind blowing. It's totally mind blowing. And then you think about how about if you go into yourself? I mean, you go into yourself. And if you took a microscope to yourself, like there's billions upon billions of galaxies within the span of your fingernail, you know, there's more space in your body than there is stuff. Like when you really get down, 
when you get down to that subatomic level and you're looking through a microscope and you see the cells, there's more space than there are cells. That's a fucking trip. And then you, so then you think, okay, so we're like this microcosm of the macrocosm of this whole thing. Our consciousness is completely infinite. It's infinite. Think about it. <laughs> you know, you can't even, you can't even really comprehend, but you can really tap into that through meditation and through breath work. And, and I believe, you know, using your physical body and pushing yourself, pushing yourself physically is an access point into all of this as well, you know? Um, yeah, dude. I, I mean, it's so funny you bring that up because it's really where I'm at. And, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time taking it all for granted. We spend a lot of time taking it for granted. And the truth of the matter is this is a fucking miracle. You can't even put it into words. Literally, when you try to put it all into words, it just muddles it all up. Because when you, the moment you put any of this into words and you try to describe the majesty of human life, of existence, of this experience that we're all having together here, immediately the words get taken in by your mind and language is symbol. So your mind starts to create this conceptual model around the whole thing that simplifies it just into, into, into such a tiny, tiny funnel just to facilitate comprehension. But like, it's so much, it's so far beyond that. Like I was writing, let me just, I just wanna read this because it, it was sort of, you know, what an experience this is. I don't even know what to say about it. The irony is there is nothing to say about it because it all is, it just is. Words do not do this thing justice. The magnificence of it all, the vastness, the depth, the breath. It is beyond profound. How does one begin to articulate the majesty of life, the blooming of a rose, the birth of a child, the blueness of the sky, the light and warmth of the sun? Words only befuddle it. As Buddha said, the moment I speak, I compromise myself. And this is true. You know, it's like, I guess we need, we need language to communicate and language is very important for that reason, but to try to put into words and conceptualize this thing that we're experiencing, it simplifies it too much. Like it doesn't even, it doesn't do it any justice, you know? That's why I wish people, I wish more people did you know, psychedelics, because I think that's definitely, that's the only way that I've ever been able to even come close. I mean, I've thought yeah. about some of this, you know, on some fairly nice psilocybin trips and <laughs> I, I, I retain yeah. some of it, you know, you retain some of it. There's a feeling that'll never leave. I mean, I, I say it all the time and maybe it's corny, but I've, I mean, I'm changed forever from some of those and for the better. And, yeah. you know, and I'm so, so grateful for it but I wish more people actually took it serious and realized that there's at a point in time when they're ready for it, because I think that's important. You got to be ready for it, but it's so beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, well, you know, ancient tribal cultures, this was part of the culture, 
You know, there were rites of passage. There were regular medicine ceremonies. There's an incredible book. You've probably read it, The Cosmic Serpent, DNA and the Origins of Knowledge, written by Jeremy Narby. And it's basically, he's this Swiss anthropologist who, go, who spent years down in the Amazon hanging out with these uh, Peruvian shamans. Um, forget the tribe. But these guys are doing drawings of mitochondria and the DNA strands and constellations. And he's going, how the fuck do you guys know all of this? And they say, the plants teach us these things. We see this in the plants. And, you know, we don't have that. What do we have? We have an industrialized education system. We have Western culture, which is built on, you know, the kind of the American dream is sort of the, 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 the American mythology dream of, you know, whatever, like get educated, get a college degree, get your nine to five job, climb the corporate ladder, start a family, have the two and a half kids and a dog and a cat and a white picket fence. It's like, that's great, but that doesn't do anything for your understanding of the human experience that we're having, you know, or your understanding of the deeper understanding of yourself, which is really the most important thing, I would say, you know, which is what I think is leading to this, you know, going back to the beginning of our conversation, which is leading to this emotional and spiritual crisis, this mental health crisis that so many people are in the midst of. I mean, COVID just really brought us all to the forefront of having to confront ourselves and everything that's happening, you know. COVID is, is, there's so many more issues at stake right now, you know. And this, I believe, it continues to come to me, you know, is why I do what I do. It's like, help, how can I help people? Because I was always, I, like my whole life has kind of been about how do I be the best version of myself? How can I do that? And I've along the way, making a shitload of mistakes, stumbling, I've stumbled upon these tools that I'm not like inventing. I, these are ancient techniques, you know, breath work, meditation, plant medicine, uh, just having a, a regular movement practice, getting tight with God, who I interpret, you could call God your higher self, your, your core essence, you know, uh, because that's really at the end of the day, that's like what psychedelics to me, cannabis, psilocybin, DMT, LSD, all these things, they're constantly just bringing us back to ourselves to have an experience of ourselves, our true selves. And what's more important than that right now? That's what we're, that's what we've got to do. We need everybody on this planet. We're all in this together, man. That's not like a fucking cute little marketing, uh, you know, that's not like a cute little marketing idea. We are all in this together. There's a handful of people at the top 
who want us, who benefit off of us being really divided and at each other's throats and fighting against one another. But the truth of the matter is we are all in this thing together and we need every one of those people to be in their fucking highest greatness because that's the only way we're going to transcend and get to the next level for the greatest good of the universe. Well, and if this conversation doesn't make you go and check all (laughs) things in your life, I'm going to suggest a movie. If you go to Amazon, not that I don't watch a whole lot of movies, but I'm a sucker for Joe Rogan. And when Rogan said that he watched this and it was actually very impactful for him, I was like, I gotta go check it out. And then I watched the trailer. It's called Greenland. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I... I went to bed and was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to wake up and formulate a whole new plan on life and what the hell can happen. Because I, I don't know if it was just the stress that we've all been under, but man, they wrote a fucking movie that was so realistic in a lot of ways of how I think, you know, God forbid there was ever like a apocalyptic event about to occur, but the, yeah. This we yeah. I watched the trailer and it kinda of, I watched the I watched the trailer and it I haven't watched the whole movie, but the trailer itself was like Yeah. There's moments, makes, man. Yeah, no, I'm sure, dude. I saw that post that Joe did and I was like, all right, maybe I have to watch it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, the COVID thing. COVID if you didn't know this already, anything is possible, you know, and on a, on a global human level, like anything is possible. Look at like our entire perception of life has been transformed. I mean, whether you, whatever side of the fence you're on about it, I mean, there'll be people probably wearing masks for the for the rest of their lives now um and so when i saw that trailer and they're talking about these meteors like this you know apocalyptic meteor storm coming i was like oh i mean yeah yeah (laughs) you know i don't know and the grand intelligence of it all the highest intelligence there is you know, every move you make matters, every single move you make, you know, and if you're spending your time fucking I don't know, living unconsciously, you're putting out ripples into the universe that enforce that. If you're spending your time living really consciously, self in self-reflection, moving to better yourself and the world around you, you know, and that's like, as seemingly insignificant as picking up a piece of garbage on the street and putting it in a trash can or saying hello to somebody with a smile. Like you have no idea. Like going back to all the the messages we get about how our work has changed someone's life. It's like, you have no idea. It might be just a word you utter that sends this ripple, this vibration out into the universe that connects with someone's ear 
or being, and it shifts their whole life. Their whole life gets shifted. And that sends ripples out. And then it sends more ripples out. You know, and who knows, maybe those are the ripples, maybe all of those positive ripples, which what I mean, you know, it's all part of the same thing, the positive and the negative, but living from the place of love, compassion, gratitude, joy, kindness. Maybe that's the shield against the fucking meteoric storm. You know, maybe that if you want to talk scientifically about it, maybe that like shifts the wobble of the of the earth to such a slight degree that the meteors that are coming to fucking wipe this thing clean to start it all over just barely miss, you know, you never know because it all matters. Everything is matter and it all matters. Every flap of a butterfly's wing. That's it, matter. dude. It's totally it. Always, always fun conversation with you, man. Yeah, brother. I really, uh, I appreciate you big time, Justin. Yeah, it, likewise, man. It's uh, hopefully the next time we do this, it can be in person. You know, maybe the world will open up a little bit. I, uh, I love that. I have to get myself to Los Angeles anyways. I have a lot of family that's living there now, so nice dude are you in pennsylvania i am yeah i'm north, cool. north of pittsburgh so. okay cool man yeah i would love that dude let's do the next one in person for sure we will we will what else is on the docket where can i have uh anybody that's listening to this go and check you out at check me out obviously instagram is my big one at EDS Britain. I've started uh, uploading a lot of video content to YouTube. You could just find me at Eben Britain. Uh, that's, you know, it's me on my channel. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I've started a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain. Um, and you can find all this stuff at my website, ebenbritain.com and uh oh and jam the podcast if you're interested called the ebb and flow available on all podcast platforms i appreciate you man really really appreciate you